Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. What's up, everyone? This is David, a.k.a. Reverse Long with the Friendly Bear Podcast. Today we have a short report um, review with Adam Geffert, the head analyst at White Diamond Research. This is the second version of the VERU, VERU short report. The first one was published uh, not too long ago, and we're going to go over the main points of um of the articles. So, Adam, how's it going? Hey, it's good. Awesome. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So, like, uh, yeah, Viru. So, what's going on with Viru? How do you want to go? How do you want to talk about this article? Well, basically, um, I, I published part one last week, and um, and the stock's fallen quite a bit, and um, and now now I'm just publishing part two. So we, I made a lot of good points in the part one, and then um, and then we got some new points in part two. All are very relevant to why we think that. Uh, Sibizabulin will not get uh, emergency use authorization. Sibizabulin is Vero's drug to treat COVID, and you know we don't think that it's going to get uh, EUA. And, um, you know, and when they do get rejected, the stock will fall to single digits, probably to about uh, six or seven dollars a share. Gotcha. So let's look at where it is right now on my chart. Okay, so Vero had like a, I remember it. Back in April, it had this incredible jump, and it's had from five dollars to seventeen ish, and it kept floating around that area up until recently. And uh, it reminded me a lot. You mentioned this other stock from last year. What was it? BYSI. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, Beyond Spring. That's one of the points you can see at the top of the report. Um, it's like the fourth point down. Like Beyond Spring is a um, biotech with a, with a rejected cancer drug. The FDA rejected their cancer drug, even though they hit all the primary and secondary endpoints in the trial, but they still rejected it because their trial wasn't reliable, you know, similar to Vero's trial. Interesting. Okay. So, and yeah, and then BYSI from a technical standpoint as well, it, once it, once what, you know, what happened, what you just mentioned, it cracked once and then it, cracked again and it, it's it's now below where it started from and uh yeah Vero seems like um it seems very similar a similar trajectory um and okay so another point that you mentioned that they don't provide a lot of the details regarding the trial randomization yeah well um you want to you want to start at the top the the top uh point just to be easier to follow. Sure, sure. So, yeah, yeah. go ahead. You can go yeah, ahead and, um, and start with that one. So I'll just, I'll just mention you know, each of the main points, and then we can go, go into more details of each of the points. So the, the, the top one, um, the mechanism of action 
you know, um, so, so bisabulin was meant to treat cancer and there was, uh, you know, preclinical data, like, you know, lab work, you know, a- animal studies to treat cancer, but there's no, there's no mechanism of a- action that's explained why it treats COVID. You know, it's not explained very well. Okay. So that's, that's the first one. Now the second point on there, um, uh, you know, at the top, is Vero already had a relationship with the centers do, that are doing the phase three COVID trial, you know, su- suggesting the potential negatively affect the data. You know, I, I'm, I'm not suggesting that that is cr- corrupt or anything, but there is a possibility. Um, and, and those, those clinics also did the, uh, you know, cancer trials. Or so, I mean, some of the clinics did cancer trials and the phase two trial for Vero, which suggests they already have a relationship with management you know, they, they say it's blinded, but some of it could be unblinded. You know, we, we, we don't know the details, but it's easy. It's easy to manipulate, you know, the data, the data like that. Okay. So the, so the incentives are lined up for, for, you know, to basically incentivize manipulation. Like they, they are motivated to possibly uh, manipulate the data because that's the way it's, it's laid out because of the, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, these clinics, these centers have have such a close relationship with Vero management. You know, if, if Vero's drug turns out to be a failure, then those centers will, will also stop getting their business. You know, I mean, that's one way to look at it. Um, just the relationship, like, I think they're both incentivized for Vero to do well because Vero pays them for so much, many things. So, you know, so, so many trials. Gotcha. Okay, and then we got the details regarding the trial randomization. Yeah, so so most of these period, like Vero, Vero published a peer review article a couple of weeks ago, and it doesn't have any details about the trial randomization, which that goes back to, you know, has, they have relationships with the centers, which maybe the, the trial isn't as random as it should be. So the, the, the peer review article doesn't have details about trial randomization as much as other peer-reviewed articles that, that I've seen, which I'll show you some examples later on. Gotcha. Um, and then we, we went over BYSI. Yeah. Uh, and that's the main one that you're comparing it to. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other COVID drugs um, that got issued in EUA over the past two years have different characteristics from Sabizabolin. So that's another sign that Sabizabolin won't get issued in EUA emergency use authorization. And then finally, most those companies don't publish a peer review article until after the FDA review is finished because they don't want to muddy the waters. You know, they don't want to invite scrutiny over the data. Like most companies would rather just deal with the FDA, give the FDA what they want. However, Viru did publish a peer reviewed article, which we'll go over, but they did it before they got an answer before the FDA review is finished. And that shows that they're probably just trying to pump the stock. Gotcha. Um, interesting. Okay, so, and then you, with the, with the rest of the article, any uh, points you want to go over with that? Yeah, so um, the, the mechanism, um, you know, the virus um, posters, like, compare with the influenza virus. And that's, that's a lot different than the COVID virus. Now, now, then scroll down the next paragraph. Um, Bureau's chief science officer, Dr. Gary Burnett, was saying 
basically, yeah, he just, it just came to him like an epiphany. Whoa, you know, this could treat COVID. And he just looked at it over a weekend. And then, and then he decided that that's, that's good enough to treat COVID. It's like, that's not really how drugs research work. Like most ways to find a drug, it takes like weeks or months of work yeah. in a lab, you know, doing tests and everything. But over one weekend, he, he found out and decided that it, that it works to treat COVID, which is, that's pretty much not, not realistic. Yeah, actually during, during the COVID run, uh, couple of years ago there was a lot there was some otc scams uh that that claimed kind of similar things they were saying oh our drug treats cancer and hiv oh it does covid now too and uh i don't, I don't know if you remember those tickers i think one was like cydy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it was it was a joke without sufficient, um, without sufficient evidence that it does it does treat it yeah so um but yeah okay so uh any other highlights you want to go over yeah, so this next one here, um, the Vero already had a relationship with the centers doing the phase three COVID trial. Now, um, Culpa Research, he's they, they have some good reports on on Vero, good various various reports. Yeah, in that area, um, and and he they they mentioned a couple of medical centers having bad history, a couple of um, investigators, but they didn't mention Inspira, and so we're gonna we're gonna um, you know um, zero in on Inspira. That, that was one of the, the investigators for the phase three trial. Now the, the, the lead, um, you know, director, the lead principal investigator is Dr. Samaresh Dasgupta. He runs a ketamine and IV, IV vitamin therapy clinic, which shows he's money motivated. So he's basically a legal drug dealer, you know, with a ketamine clinic. And that's very controversial. You know, it's, it's a very strong drug and, you know, it, it's not, not covered by insurance. And they're, you know, he's just getting money from the patients for that, that have to keep coming back for more, more of the drugs, more, more of the injections. Oh man, that doesn't sound good. So the patients uh, get caught like in a loop of just this never ending cycle of addiction, maybe. Yeah, it could be. Oh my God. Okay. So that's his side business. Yeah. Um, And, and then, uh, you know, in 2017, um, they had a malpractice suit for $45 million and Spira did. So they have, they have kind of a, a shady history. Um, now also, as I show there, you know, you see those three, those three white rectangles show that they, oh, yeah. they, they did too. They already did. Be, not only are they, not only is Inspira doing the phase three trial, they're also doing two cancer trials and the phase two COVID trial. So these guys are like this. I mean, the, the, Principal investigator and Vero, I mean, in Spirit and Vero are like too close together. There's too much of a relationship there. I mean, they're just doing um, everything. You know, Spirit wants Vero to succeed, and that could lead to, you know, unblinding of data and and you know and corruption with the with the trial. Wow, um, there's, there's a possibility of that. I'm not saying there is, but there is there is that possibility. There's that risk. Um, so now, now, um, keep going now. Um, okay. So this next section, um, Vera has not revealed trial randomization details. So that kind of goes with what we spoke about. Maybe the trial isn't completely randomized. Like, you know, with randomized, like you, you gotta, like with, with the trial, you have, um, you have one group of patients that take the drug 
and the other group that doesn't take the drug. It's a placebo. And it's supposed to be totally random who gets the drug and who gets the placebo. Right? Uh-huh. So, um, so the question is, like, is it totally random or is there some maybe maybe it's not not 100 percent randomized so there's a conflict of interest somewhere along the line yeah yeah that makes it so it's not not really random gotcha. so um, yeah so if you look at this now, now that that shows the um i have three examples there the of peer-reviewed articles that um that have a randomization randomization and masking section that goes into more detail about how it was randomized and how those trials were really randomized. Now, the Vero trial, I mean, the Vero article didn't have that section that shows that it's of the randomization and masking. So that, that shows that, that they're not as they're not explaining how they're randomized. Gotcha. Okay. And uh moving on to I guess Beyond Spring over here. Yeah. So then the Beyond Spring, um, they 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 had kind of a similar situation where um, they they had relationship. They they did they actually did start out doing trials in the U.S., but then they they did most of the trials in China, where they actually have relationships with the clinics over there. So that's kind of similar. Like the FDA didn't trust those trials over there. Yeah, um, yeah it says was not sufficiently robust to d- d- demonstrate benefit, and that a second well-controlled trial would be required to satisfy the substantial evidence requirements. And that could be the exact same message that the FDA gives to Vero that a bigger trial needs to be done because Vero only had 150 patients in this phase three trial. And you can see for BYSI, they only had 106. So they also didn't have very many patients. Similar. And uh, and so they might say for, uh, you know, for Vero, yeah, you need to do a bigger, sufficiently robust trial to demonstrate benefit. Yeah. And uh, it says December 1st, 21st, when this announcement happened, uh, BYSI dropped from 1284 to under $5 that same day. So that's yeah. kind of similar. So like Vero is kind of trading around there. So it yeah. could drop, you know, it could it could drop quite a bit. So yeah, it's uh once the FDA this is like the playbook for Vero basically, BYSI. So yeah, yeah, it could be. There we go. Yeah, page five. Um, so this this shows all the EUA drugs that aren't vaccines that got, got approved. And you can see there, um, you see Vero's at the bottom. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, now look at all those companies are huge. I mean, like smallest one is Regeneron $64 billion market cap, and Vero is only like $1 billion. <laughs> okay. So that's, that shows like it's it's way different. It's the little guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and uh, most of them took like below 40 days or below to uh, get EUA uh, issuance, and Vero has already taken over 50 days. So that's kind of a bad sign um, that it's taken so long, especially because it wasn't a very complicated trial. Uh, They didn't have very many patients. So the longer it takes, the likely the less likely it'll be. It'll get EUA approval. Um, Now, another thing, now, now like like we said before, um, you know, if you scroll down to the last page, 
that's page six, I guess. Right here. Uh, or seven, I guess, page six. Go to page, yeah, page six. Okay, remember I was talking about um, most companies don't, don't publish a peer-reviewed article until the FDA review is finished. You know, the, the, um, the fact that Vero wrote a period, published period article before the FDA review is finished tells me they don't think they're going to get approval because why would they need to publish a peer-reviewed article if they could just get approval from the FDA? I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like that just muddies the water. It, it makes things more complicated. You know, the FDA could see, someone could criticize the peer-reviewed paper, which they did. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, what should happen next? Yeah, so next, uh, you know, if, if there is a lot of uh, support for Sabizabulin, if a lot of people think it works, then they should just do another trial. They should do a trial, like a much bigger trial, maybe like 400 patients, four or 500 patients, and then we'll really see if it works. All right. Um, cool. Anything else you want to mention, or is, uh, is is that about it? That's about it. Um, you can see the you can see the paper on my website, whitediamondresearch.com. Um, there'll be a link along with the other the part one um, report. There'll be another link. This is part two, and so you can you can check it out there. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Adam, for sharing all that. And uh, yeah, I'll have everything in the sh- in the show notes. And uh- that concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.